Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Paul, we said this, that we're just purposing to spend some time getting ready for the upcoming meeting. And last week, uh, Wednesday night, we actually did some praying for our meeting that we have with the Hankins. And just to refresh your memory, uh, we looked over in Colossians chapter 4, starting in verses 2 through 4. And if you remember, Paul, he said this, he said concerning prayer, he says, pray for us. Pray for us that when you pray for us, there will be a door of utterance open to us. That as we step into that place to come and minister to your churches. And he's obviously speaking to the church of Colossae. He says, when we come to your church, or whether it's the church of Corinth or the church of Ephesus. He says, when we come, if you've been praying for us and we come to minister, there is a door of utterance to be able to speak the word of God. And he says, pray that we might make it manifest as we ought. So in other words, the word of God, if we're praying for a door of utterance, or in other words, revelation knowledge from heaven, that when the minister or the man or woman of God ministers the word of God, there is understanding and it can be made manifest. But he goes on to say this, or prior to saying making it manifest, he says, pray for me that the doors would be open, that I would be able to declare the mysteries of Christ. So that means if he's ministering or speaking by the unction of the Holy Spirit, a mystery of God or of Christ, but yet he says, pray for me that we might make it manifest as it ought. It means that there ought to be understanding of what it is that God's wanting us to say. And one of the greatest examples that I shared with you is like a Billy Graham crusade. If you've ever watched him on television, the message that Billy Graham always preached, the door of utterance that was open for him to speak was a door of utterance or to speak about Jesus Christ and his salvation power of what he did on the cross, right? And after he gave that message, he gave the invitation for people to receive Christ. And again, if you've ever watched those crusades on TV, literally thousands of people would run down to the altar or wherever it was in the front there to give their hearts to Jesus. That was a demonstration or a manifestation of the mystery of Christ being revealed and you've seen it being lived out in person. And so once again... Paul said that we can expect that and we can experience it. For the word of God is true. For the word of God is living. And we can expect it to be put on display. Amen. And then we also saw this. In fact, if you will, turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Again, we're talking about prayer. But as we're talking about prayer, this is also beginning to understand Or praying with an understanding of who you are as a child of God. Did you realize that you are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus? Meaning that you are in right standing with God. The moment you said, Jesus come into my heart, you became righteous. And you can't become more righteous than the day that you received Christ in your life. Meaning you are in right standing with him. And if I'm in right standing with him, that means I've got a good line of communication. 
That I don't have to stand in line. I don't have to, to worry whether or not I'm qualified or whether I'm, I'm doing well enough. No, he said, if you receive Christ into your life, you are righteous before him. Therefore, I have confidence to come and talk with God. Amen. And so as we're talking about prayer tonight and just living this life as a believer, again, understanding that God wants to make known mysteries to you in your life. There's things that he's wanting you to know. There's things that he's wanting to get to you. He's wanting to reveal to you so that your life can become more effective, that you can experience the, 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 the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. But we see here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, starting in verse 2, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him, however in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. So now, first of all, we're talking about praying in our spirit language, or what the Bible says, praying in other tongues. So notice the Bible says that when we as believers pray in that spirit language, we're not praying to men, we're not praying for the sake of man understanding us, we're praying directly to God, right? And the Bible tells us that when you pray in your spirit language, your heavenly language, your mind is unfruitful. You don't know exactly what it is that you're praying. But the Bible says that when you pray that way, you're praying out a mystery. So if Paul, Paul is the one that's telling us right here in Corinthians, and he was the one that was just telling us in Colossians to pray for us, that a door of utterance would be opened, that we would reveal the mysteries of Christ and make it manifest as we ought. It's the same mysteries that he's talking about. But this time he says, when you pray, you're praying out mysteries. And the mysteries can be made manifest or be revealed in your life. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Because there are times when you are in such a frantic state of life that you don't know what to pray. But you can pray in your spirit or your heavenly language and know that I am praying out exactly mysteries that need to be revealed aren't you glad come on i can pray and know that god you've got it covered even when i don't know what to pray when i pray this way mysteries are being prayed out and i'm declaring those things by the holy spirit amen all right now concerning those mysteries those mysteries again as i said can be revealed but let's look at this idea of what these mysteries are in jeremiah if you will turn in your bibles to jeremiah 33 3 Now, my wife, she actually began talking about these particular verses when she started a few weeks ago. But I want to come back to them as to how it applies to us tonight as we are talking about the subject of prayer. Jeremiah 33, 3, he says, call on me and I will answer you and show you. I'll show you. Great and mighty things which you do not know. Well, when you're praying in your spirit language or praying in other tongues, your mind doesn't know what you're praying. But the Bible says you're praying a mystery. And Jesus, or excuse me, God said this here. He says, when you pray, he says, I'll show you great and mighty things that you do not know. So in other words, he's wanting to reveal to you great things. Things that are a mystery to you, he wants to reveal these and make them known to you. And then we look over to Isaiah. Isaiah is right before Jeremiah. Isaiah 55. Verse 
Isaiah 55, in verse 8 we'll begin. Now, this is concerning those mysteries, those things that God has intended for you. In verse 8 it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, once again, these mysteries that we're praying, they're bigger and beyond and higher than your thoughts. How many of you can think big thoughts? God says, his thoughts are bigger than yours. You can't even touch how I think about you. Well, I know God's got some awesome mysteries for me that he's just looking to reveal them to me. But God says, you think they're that good? He says, my mysteries, my thoughts, my ideas are so much bigger than what you can even begin to imagine. Aren't you glad? But he says, I'll reveal them to you. I'll show them to you. I'll make them known to you if you'll purpose just to stick with me. If you'll purpose to pray. Amen. Now, I want to give you an, a, an example. Where'd my bottle go? Who stole my bottle? Somebody just ran off of my bottle. Oh, it tipped over. That's why. Didn't even see it. Blended in. Ah, there you go. Yeah, no, it was a special bottle that I made. It was just, it fell over, so I didn't even see it. All right. So here's what we have. All right. I'm wanting to give you the illustration as to how God, or I guess, paint a picture to help us understand some things. Did you notice that in this bottle there is the blue half, and that's just water, and it's just colored water for the sake of illustration. But the top part is oil. What part's on the top? The oil. Or we could say it this way, the oil is higher, right? Well, we could say it this way, That if this is you, the top part is your spirit man. The bottom part is your natural man. Well, so which way or what part of you is higher? The spirit man, right? And he says, my ways and my thoughts are higher. So the best way that I can communicate or the easiest way for me to communicate is to communicate with my heart or my spirit rather than my flesh because my spirit is naturally higher. And has an easier way of connecting with God in his higher thoughts and his higher ways. Right? And then if you remember in 1 Corinthians, he says, He that prays in an unknown tongue prays not unto men but unto God. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Alright, so not only is he talking about this ability to pray in the Spirit or with the Spirit. He, it also denotes a place. Now again, I'm repeating my wife. That's what she shared just a few weeks ago. But when you think about it, it denotes a place in the Spirit. Now, this place in the Spirit is extremely easy for us to access. But we make it so hard. For instance, the Bible says that before Jesus came, before He died for our sins, His presence would dwell within the tabernacle or the temple, right? 
and there was this big veil that separated the presence of God. But when Jesus was on the cross, he said, it's finished. And at the moment he spoke, it is finished, the Bible says that the veil was torn from top to bottom. And therefore, giving man access into the presence of God any time he wanted to. Not just the priest, but every single person that receives Christ. So, he says, when you pray in the place of the Spirit, you pray mysteries. So how do I get there? Once again, we oftentimes make it difficult. But as we're just worshiping God, as we're purposing to honor Him, as our attention and our consciousness is on Jesus, we step over. It's just that easy. You say, well, I I didn't feel anything. It's not a matter of whether you feel anything. When you begin to worship God, the Bible says we worship Him in spirit and in truth. When you worship Him from your heart, you are stepping over into that place of the Spirit. It's just that easy. It's just a matter of, I'm there. But once again, we've made it very difficult as to understand of getting to that place. Are you tracking with me? So, for for instance, if we just right now, just we're, praise God, we're going to worship you. And by faith, we're, we're, right now, we're stepping over into the place of the Spirit. It's just that easy. By faith, you get there. Amen? All right, so why is it so challenging or why is it difficult? Let me say it this way. Has anybody been to Chicago before? I've been to Chicago a few different times. And getting to Chicago is not hard. It's really easy. If you drive down 75, hit 23, keep going down on 23, hit 94, hit 94 west, keep going, and you'll find yourself being navigated right into Chicago. It's easy to get there. But once you get there, if you're not familiar with Chicago, you might have a little bit of trouble navigating Chicago. Does that make sense? As a believer, it is easy to step over to the place of the Spirit because you are a born-again believer. The Bible says your citizenship is of that place. You just happen to live here, but your citizenship is really there. In fact, if you remember in John chapter 13, verse 13, Jesus said He is the one that has descended but also ascended. He's in the presence of God. How does he do this? And again, I'm repeating what my wife said. But Jesus says, I live out of two places. I'm here on the earth, but I'm also in the presence of God. How does he do that? Because getting to that place is easy. It's real easy. As a believer, it's easy to get to that place of the Spirit. We just say, God, I'm choosing to go there now. And you're there. But you may say, now what do I do when I get here? Well, if you're not real familiar with being there... If you've not spent a whole lot of time there, if you've not learned how to navigate there, you might feel like, man, I just don't know what to do while I'm here. How do I pray here? How do I act here? What do I expect here? Well, you've got to begin to learn how to navigate in that place. But there's some things here that really begin to come or play into an effect that kind of hinder or, I guess, a... Uh, uh, Hinder the the ease, if you will. All right? So the Bible says this. In fact, turn in your Bibles to 
Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. It's right before Ephesians. Actually, we'll begin in verse, or chapter 5 rather. Chapter 5, verse 16. Once again, Paul speaking here. He says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you're led by the Spirit, you won't be under the law. So notice what he says here. There's walking by the Spirit, the Spirit man. Walking by the Spirit, which is the top part. Or there's walking in the flesh or the natural man, which is the bottom part. And he says, they're constantly at war with one another. Have you ever noticed... That for you to sin or to do the things that you don't want to do, you don't have to give any effort towards that at all. It's just real easy. Oh, man, I just stumbled and I just messed up. I just gave in to that temptation or whatever it is, right? But the moment you choose to do the right thing, man, it seems like there's a battle that's going on, right? Because there's a war that's going on. The natural man just falls real easy into doing the things of the flesh. But when it comes to doing the things or walking in the spirit, then there becomes a battle. Right? And then he says, he says, if you're walking in the flesh, you become under the law. And the Bible says that under the law, you become sin conscious. So that means if you're not walking in the spirit or endeavoring to purpose to follow God, and you're just letting your flesh dominate you, make decisions here and there. It says, all of a sudden, because of that, you become aware of the things that you're doing. You become sin conscious. And therefore, it begins to short circuit or cause you to not be so in tuned, spiritually speaking. You are still righteous. There's nothing that's changed there because you're born again. But because you've become sin conscious of, oh man, I don't know if I let God down. I don't know if I just, man, I did that again. And and you get into this constant cycle and you become aware of flesh and the natural man. And therefore, as a result, you begin to live out of this bottom part. When all the while, you have the ability to live out of the top part. Right? Does that make sense? Now, it's just as easy. You might be saying, you know what? God, I I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, I want to get back right with you. And you can say it right now, by faith, I choose to come back into your presence. Well, you're right there. But once again, if you've not been leaning on the Spirit of God or learning how to walk with Him, you've not learned how to navigate, right? And so, here's another way we could say it. Concerning this natural man or the natural man and the spirit man have you ever have you ever found that there are times in your life where it seems like God stirs you and gets you excited 
And when you get to that place, I've been here where I've went to a meeting and I've been so stirred up, so fired up, and I'm like, God, I'll never go back to being the same that I was before. I'll never be the way that I was. It's going to be forever changed. This did it, man. I am forever changed because of being in your presence. Has anybody ever been in those kind of meetings where you said, this has been a life changer? This has been a game changer in my life? And then all of a sudden you start thinking, oh man, it's been about four months and I sure am not where I thought I was going to be, or I'm sure not where I was then in that meeting, and I'm disappointed with myself. Well, what did you do? You just slipped back into being led by the flesh rather than being led by the Spirit. But here's what happens. Rather than allowing ourselves to get into condemnation, here's what God does. And I'm saying this because you might be in a certain place. When the Hankins come in, they're going to stir you up And it seems like whenever God comes in and stirs things up, here's what happens. It gets all jumbled together. And you're like, whoa, praise the Lord. Why? Because we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. You're purposing to come up. God always shakes things up to get you to go to the next level. Now, if we don't do anything with it, our purpose to grow or cultivate it, or stay faithful in some areas, what begins to happen? It starts to separate again, doesn't it? The spirit man and the natural man. It's still real easy to get into the presence of God, but we've learned how to live out of this place, and so navigating there has become more a challenge again. And then God comes and he shakes it up again, rattles your chain a little bit. Woo, I think I'm going to do it again. Well, praise God, I'll never go back to the way that I was. Amen. Are you seeing what we're talking about? God wants us to understand that getting in that place of the Spirit is so easy. It's just choosing, God, I'm a spirit being. I choose to go to that place. I choose to pray from that place. I choose to believe that when I'm there, I'm praying out mysteries. And there are mysteries that God wants to reveal. And remember, he said this, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So whenever you pray... You're always making things known to your spirit. You're always praying things out and causing things to be revealed. And you can choose to step into that place and pray. But if you go back and you start living out of the natural man. Remember he said the mysteries are in the higher place. And again so many times people live in that place of saying well God. How come it's not working? How come it doesn't seem real? God, how come last week it was so alive to me and this week it's so much different? Because he's always in that high place. The answers, the mysteries are always in the high place. Well, God, I've been praying for some things. God, I've been asking you about some things. But God, it just seems like I don't have any answers. How we been, Where have we been living from? Have we been living from the natural man walking in the flesh? Or have we choose to... Stir up our spirit, man, and continue to be strong, spiritually speaking, and being led by the Spirit. See, that's the difference of when God becomes real, or where if God is just a religious duty. When it's real, it's something that we purpose to cultivate. Amen? And I want to live out of that place where God is real. Where God can communicate with my heart. And I don't have to have my flesh getting in the way of my natural man. 
I'm believing for God to shake up some things here in these meetings that we have coming up with the Hankins. And for that matter, they'll be up at Cleft of the Rock. So if you like what you see or enjoy their meeting here on Wednesday, you can go up there and get some more. But I just believe God is going to shake us. I believe God is going to stir us just to take us to that next place of knowing Him where He's real. Amen? Are you, you want to do some praying for that meeting? Is that all right? Can we do that? Amen. Amen. Well, the Bible says this, that we can pray with our natural man and we can also pray with our spirit man. The Bible says we can pray with our understanding or we can pray in the spirit or pray in other tongues. And the Bible says that we pray to God. Amen. And so let's make some mysteries revealed tonight. Let's open up some doors or a door of utterance that when they get here, and we prayed last week already, so the door's already open, but I just believe for great unction and great utterance that when they get here, praise God, answers are coming. Lives are changed. I'm believing for miracles, signs, and wonders for God just to be God. Amen. Come on, isn't it exciting just to know that God is wanting to reveal himself? Praise God. Why don't we just stand? Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church. Loving God, loving people, and loving life.